Hey folks, what are we all drinking tonight? I have a bottle of Malbec and I'm going to show it to the three people who can see, um, who probably still can't see it. Um, it's a bottle of um, Estevez Malbec. And uh, is that from the east end of the Aldi orchard? It is from the £4.50 east end of Aldi range. Excellent. How about you, Becca? I mean, like, it's already past my bedtime. I'm not going to start drinking that. So I have decaffeinated tea because I want to go to bed. Uh, Becca has also very graciously put some clothes on over her pyjamas and spared us all um, that from the Zoom call, which we're all incredibly grateful for. I don't have a drink because uh, a dog is currently asleep on my legs. And as anyone who owns pets will know, that means you can't move, possibly now forever. Um, <laughs> Craig, how about you? So I'm drinking a uh, tiger shark pale ale. Oh, so, no. Um, yeah, that, uh, you know, we have sharks. Because this is a podcast, you can't see what I can see, which is the fundamental concept of audio. But Craig just held up a, a can to, to Zoom because he's got a blurry background on, as you'll know from Zoom calls. It kind of went a bit blurry and unblurry. There was a big shark on his can and the shark would occasionally jump into life out of the can, which, <laughs> made, which somehow made the shark even more exciting to me there. Craig. So thanks and even more excitingly, um, Steve has been making animated gestures with his hands and occasionally because of his background, they disappear and then they reappear again. <laughs> <laughs> and I am entirely harmless, yes. Um, right, so let's get on to talking more waffle, but specific waffle about bikes. Um, where are we this week in the herd racing? Oh, sorry, ZRL. Let's start with ZRL. Let's let's talk about Countryside Tour and the random race distances that we'll be doing this week. We are, we are not doing two laps or one lap. We are, in fact... Um, the A's and B's are doing 43.3 kilometers and the C's and D's are doing 27.5. And this is on a lap which is 15.8 kilometers. And I know those of you who have been listening carefully will realize two times 15.8 is not 43.3. I'm sending Steve to sleep and I apologize. However, what we think this probably means is that the A's and B's will do two laps. And then they will finish at the summit of the Temple KOM, whereas the season Ds will do one lap and finish at the summit of the Temple KOM. So for the A's and B's, they will have um, three lots of the country sprints and three laps of the Temple climb. So that's for first across the line and fastest through second points. And the season Ds will have two sprints and two climbs. Um, so sadly, I'm not drunk enough to just chant bike change for the entirety of this segment, but I understand this com is the one that goes up the gravel. So bike change, question mark? Craig Martin. Bike change. No bike change. No bike change. Uh, bike choice, in, in which case then. On arrow. Um, I, I think going back to bike change. So I... I think because there is actually a lot of tarmac on this route, and yes, there is gravel um, going up the KOM, um, I think um, Tron or Aero for the first two laps, and I think probably Tron, just because it's a better all-rounder, um, the first two laps, and if you've got a bit of space, do a bike change on, on the final lap just before you start the KOM and have a shot at um, fastest through second points. So, and I, I know I ask this every week, and I, I just don't, generally just don't care or remember, um, but Zwift is fastest through the segment, but it's the fastest of your three attempts. So it's the 
the opposite yeah. of the incredibly well put together and well thought out third rating league rules in the summer james where it's each go at your segment this is the fastest attempt so there is some value in doing a bike change to to really have a go at that segment on the on the gravel bike because it or, or the mountain bike even because it saves you a lot of time um yes and no I, th- I think yes if you've got a bit of space around you um but bearing in mind that finishing points are also important and realistically if you're well off the front of a group towards the end of a race you're probably going to struggle to set one of the fo- one of the fastest times anyway um so i think in, in my position where i tend to struggle to finish top 60 um i think that <laughs> um i think i'll be staying with tron the whole way around James laughed because I immediately laughed at that comment, knowing that I also struggled to finish. <laughs> yeah, let, let's talk about winning and all these things. But people who actually win races, Becca, Craig, uh, you both said no to bike change. That's because you're going to just be off winning races or not race. I, I said yes to bike change. James said no to bike change. Oh, I clearly am not listening at all. Please and please continue with your views, which I have got wrong. <laughs> no, I. Uh, Honestly, uh, the I think the so based on when we did Chain Chomper, uh, so that was the Herd Club Championship week. Um, based on that week, uh, I I can't see not doing it unless you have a. Uh, a steamroller to use because that's the fun complication thrown into this is that we have the steamroller power up which which is going to make a phenomenal difference on that climb the 30, 30 seconds basically turning gravel into tarmac which is huge yeah um i i, I think going to your point craig regardless of um or rather forgetting power-ups. Um, I think you lose too much on the tarmac um, without using um, a Tron or an aero bike at the start. Um, and um, what, one of the things that um, Brent was saying in one of our groups was that um, he tried starting with a gravel bike and he'd lost so much time by the time he got to the KOM that he was never going to make up that time. Because I mean, realistically, the gravel bike's probably 25, 30 seconds faster up the climb um but he said he, he he'd lost much more than that by the time he actually got to the KOM so one of our riders did the same probably the same race last night where it's a, basically a recon of Zeller out and he started out on the gravel bike and said no do not do that next week so we'll be going trons in our group fair enough so my my interesting question and I don't know what the case of this is is how much of this is draft related and is there a feasibility of playing this as a team event? So all of you go on a gravel bike and you basically say, we're going to try to TTT it to the base of the climb. Um, so we're going to try as a group, not as a team, not to lose as much time as possible. And then we're going to absolutely smash it up the climb and try and take as many of those fastest segment times as we can on the best bike. Um, I, I, do you think that's I, valid as a tactic? Um, no, personally. Um I think realistically, if Brent Robinson's saying that he's getting dropped by more than 30 seconds on a gravel bike, he's a really, really strong B rider. And if he's getting dropped by that much, then regular Bs um, will get, be getting dropped by a lot more. Um, 
like we'll, we'll, we'll catch up, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute, but um, he was pretty much in the front group at the end of the HWR race tonight. And that was a seriously strong front group. So if, if Brent's saying he's getting dropped by more than 30 seconds on a gravel bike, I, I, even if you do it as a team, um, I don't think it's a viable strategy. Uh, so we did promise in our pre-chat that we weren't going to talk about bike choice for 20 minutes. So let's draw a line for that. But I think interestingly, <laughs> power-up choice could be interesting here. And Craig, you've already alluded to this, but the steamrollers are really effective power-up. It is. And uh, I, mean, I, I love the dramatic in... pause you gave us. <laughs> we ran into uh, that on Beach Island Loop uh, in season three. But uh, no, it's on spots where you've got dirt or sand um yeah it, the steamroller is a really big difference so i think i think it's even stronger than it was on beach, beach island loop yeah uh, well i think it's steeper. yes and no uh it, it was really in, incredibly effective there because it was on the the, the one place that you were going to attack anyway uh, and that was the place that had dirt. So I think that almost made it more of an effect there. But no, it was uh, very much a uh, killer, the killer uh, power up there. And I think it's uh, it's going to be here, certainly with respect to lap times. Yeah, Theoretically, it shouldn't make a difference because if I remember science, rolling resistance doesn't change with speed. Um so it's so you're talking so, so um you're talking about a gravel section but basically being turned into a tarmac section so you're naturally going to go faster on tarmac than you are on gravel yeah but you were saying because it's steeper so basically it's oh, okay, fair enough. That. it's only it shouldn't make a difference how steep the gravel section is okay it's just going to change it but i uh, i'm too drunk to try and do any more maths on that becca you're actually a scientist and good at science any any thoughts on on the science of maths here yeah, I do genetics. This is in no way related. <laughs> the last physics I did was like high school. So um, G, C, T or A, which is your favourite? <laughs> That's a genetics joke. Um, right, let's move on to the Herd Racing League. James, where are we this week? Um, so Herd Winter Racing this weekend, which has already started the first race, um, but we have seven races over Friday to Sunday, and we have a single lap of the Richmond roller coaster, which basically means you start off, you go downhill, you do 23rd Street reverse, Libby Hill reverse, East Main Street reverse, and then you hit the fan flats and you do, you go through the um, reverse sprint, and then you do a whole lap of the fan flats. It's about 17.1 kilometers and it's fun i absolutely bloody love this course it's bonkers it's absolutely bonkers it's all about three minute power um as we've been saying in our chat this week um genuinely there's loads of different ways to ride it so there are some crazy steep climbs at the start but somebody like ben Poynton will go out of the gate at a thousand watts and he will do his best to drop all of the light riders from the bunch down that descent before you hit the first climb. So there are there are opportunities, there are possibilities people get dropped. I also shook my head, Craig, when he told me about the tactics. It's, it's, it's um, only going to take it, you a minute to get to the first hill. <laughs> <laughs> he could he could a, a thousand watts for a minute is going to get you a long way. But no, he there's a it's genuinely a fun course. It's it's bonkers at the start. You're just going to have to go absolutely nuts at the start. Like 
I, I never do a warm-up. Sometimes I barely even have my shoes on in time. This is one I will absolutely have to do a warm-up for um, because you've just <laughs> got to be so fast out of the gun. So it's... the group earlier did manage to stay fairly well together until climb number three, actually. The front group was still pretty big. And um, our um, herd group, Marmot's group, has a, a betting pool of where John Fielden will make the deciding move tomorrow. And... Uh, all of the guesses so far are on hill number three. So uh, at the moment, that does seem like the best place to attack, especially as it was also where the deciding move was made in race one. Yeah, so race one, uh, we, basically, but there was, um, I mean, Becky, you're watching it as well, so correct me if I'm wrong. Um, there was pretty much a front group of about 30 over the first couple, and then that sort of disintegrated to about 18, 19 over the third climb. Uh, by the top of the first uh, by the end of the third climb Noah was by himself and oh, okay was seven in the chasing group I fair enough I, I thought um Noah decided to like go mental on the flat <laughs> no you attacked up the hill fair enough so the, the third climb's an important one to talk about so we, we basically got two really steep climbs that are just evil very short uh, yeah I, I I disagree with you about them being very short they, they seem to go on forever um uh, they're, they're really steep and hard but the killer is actually so you do that kind of flat bit out the hairpin bend after you've done the um the living reverse yeah. um and then you hit that kind of just nagging real little bugger of a climb don't you um and that's that's actually the one that's always broken me on this course i, I think I've, I've actually coped with the horrific two first climbs properly and then that third climb it's just demoralizing um and then it's really really flat which is nice yep a uh, bike choice uh, me best climbing bike no, no, no doubt. Like, I know there's loads of flat stuff afterwards. Craig is disagreeing. I love it. There's, the, 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 there's, there's like, you, I've got to be as high up the pack as I can in, in that climb. I've got to be in a group. If I get dropped on the climbs, I just need to be as far up the pack as I can possibly. But, but what's, what's... Craig, please violently disagree. Bailey, you're far too polite. This is not, <laughs> this is not your time. <laughs> it, I so. Actually, Steve, uh, on second thought, you might be par partially right. Um, no, but... stop being polite. Disagree. <laughs> so no, it's it is a a trade off. On you need to be, you need to be with the group, but you also need to be able to stay with a group. Able to stay with a group, and like if you've got the the best aero bike, you can. Uh, You've got the descent right after the hill. You you can knit together a second, if you if you have to there, but it's you're you're not going to. Uh... And this is like genuinely, this is where we're missing data. So I I would love to know. And Zwift will never release this, and I understand why because it tells us too much about their algorithm. But give me a let's say a two minute uphill and a two minute downhill. And all of the bikes across that segment, what is the difference um, between all of them? And I'd, I'd love to know, for example, like, or just going up the Alp and down the Alp, for example, with your 300 watt, 70 kilogram rider, what is the difference between the bikes? And, and we honestly don't know, do we? So, and that's part of the fun of having this chat. But Becca, what are you going to ride? I mean, I'm not actually racing, but theoretically, if I was, I'd be going for the Tron because that's the obvious choice. I mean, obviously, I will also be on the Tron because I'd never changed my bike. Um, so... Um, I, I'm, I'm a backer. I think it's an all-rounder. Um, I think you want something that can climb relatively well. You want something that can descend well, something that um, you can ride on the flats well. Um, 
I understand the argument for a climbing setup, but I think as soon as you get to the top of a hill, you're screwed. That's way too much flat at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You want to be riding a climbing bike. And and the last climb isn't steep enough to warrant it. Um, so you're looking at like what five percent for probably three four minutes, maybe a little bit longer, um, and followed by like five kilometers. Well, um, about seven kilometers of pretty much pan flat road. Well, the only thing is it is this. I can never remember which way around the finish line is with this. Mainly because I'm just so glad I've got there. Um, this isn't the unclassified climb to the finish line, but there is a slight ramp up to the finish line, isn't there? So this is where. Um, Oyan decided to do his amazing sprint from 800 meters uh, when we did a similar. Route I, in I think Central you're. I think I think you're confusing routes. Um, so with Richmond Roller Coast, you basically do what's essentially Richmond UCI reverse, um, but rather than finishing at the finish line, you finish at the sprint banner instead. Oh, so they, okay. Yes, of course. So we did Richmond reverse, didn't we? In ZRL. Yep, in ZRL. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, oh, so talk to us about the finish line then, James. So it's a sprint banner. Um, so basically, after, after you've done reverse 23rd, reverse Debbie, reverse East Main Street, you then come up to a sprint banner, and then technically that's the end of the lead-in. Um, the lead-in being three times, well, at least twice as long as the actual lap itself. Um, so once you get to a sprint banner, the, the lap starts, and then you do a single lap of fan flats and reverse and finish at the sprint banner. So it's, it's this pretty... is the sprint banner. So your, your marker is probably the little cobbled roundabout um, that's just yeah. on the sprint banner, isn't it? It's, it's and that, that's probably 400 metres out. Yeah. Um, and you get a sight of it, which is always cool. I always like a route where you do the finish line before you get to the finish line and kind of get a sense of, of where you're going to finish as well. Yeah. So um, I think we've uh, fulfilled our agenda point, which is Steve makes a weird bike choice and James and Craig disagree. James, tell us about other days of the week and the order in which they happen um okay so um this weekend obviously we have richmond roller coaster to kick us off on saturday and sunday we have the final event of the um herd series um which is two laps of the very infrequently used london eight routes i say very infrequently because I could not, for the love or money, find a stream of anyone actually racing this route in the last four years. Um, <laughs> there, there were quite a few people that raced it pretty much when the London expansion, um, I, th I think it's the Surrey Hills expansion, came out about four years ago. Um, London 8 is basically, well, it's got the um, uh, Mount Sprint Reverse and Box Hill on it. So that'll be plenty of fun for everyone. Um, on Sunday and Monday, our climbing series, Herd of Mountain Goats, um, they have a single climb up Lorraine, um, which is essentially um, France up Petticom and then up probably two thirds of the um, Ventop climb. Um, then on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we have an absolute beaut for the Stampede, which is um, two laps of Bologna, which is out and back twice, which is also the same as the New Year's Eve TTT we had last year. Um, and, and Craig loved it because he had a dropout and he gets he got to catch us by being crazy. Um, and finally, um, in our multi-lap first across the line points race, um, it is a 12 laps of the bell lap, which will be very unpleasant. Uh, so initial thoughts, um, 
London 8 actually looks like quite a fun route. Um, so, yeah, that looks cool. And also, Bologna TT, genuinely, uh, not Bologna TT, but the double laps of Bologna, genuinely one of my favourite TT rides because I think, it for me, it combines... It's not just a kind of over-under effort and you finish at the top of the hill. You've got that long rest period. You come down, there's a lot of flat. Um, there's a lot for different weights of riders and different styles of riders in this as well. So, yeah, really cool TT route. And I, th- I, think, I think it's a good one because with, with, with a route like that, you can basically empty yourself at the top, knowing that you're going to have a bit of recovery coming down and then you're probably going to fresh hold for the rest of the lap until you get to the hill again and then empty yourself at the top again and then do the same. But yeah, I think it's a good route. Um, I, I, th- I think in terms of bullseye, Bell Lap is my least favourite direction going around Critzy. Uh, which way is that? Um, that is the one where the rollers are harder. Um, it's not the one where you go up the cobbled section to the prime banner. Oh, God, yeah. I'm with you on that. No, I really like it that way around. Really? Um, I don't know why. Me, me, me and Steve did it in Bullseye once, and um, we, um, we were both bees, and then we dropped back to help the Seas. <laughs> uh, and then Bowser, who was in the Seas, beat both of us in the Seas, stupid Bowser. Um, well, he, he, Bowser was a Sea, but he entered the bees, and he stayed with the front of the bees. I, I think Becca was in that race as well. Was was this the one where Craig stopped and then finished it like five hours later? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes that is the one. <laughs> I was about to bring that up. And I think you beat me, didn't you, Craig? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, it's a stupid course and nobody likes it, is uh, what I'm taking from that one. So, uh, James, talk to us about the women's series next. Yeah, so, um, fun news. So, the her series is currently over Saturday and Sunday. Um, but that is going to be moved to Tuesdays in between ZRL. So we've got um, ZRL coming up this Tuesday and the Tuesday after that will start the seven-week series for um, the next series of her series. Um, whilst that is happening, with the empty gap that is being left by the Herd series, I can't believe how many times I've said series in the space of two minutes. However, um, there's going to be a women's only time trial series that's put on at the same time that'll last for eight weeks so that will be um week one and week eight will be climbing time trials um first one will be Bologna I think the the last one will probably be Innsbruck um and races two to seven will all be 10 mile flats TTs so I think it should be good it does sound fun have we got a sensible name for the uh, Ladies Only ITT event? Uh, we, we do actually have a sensible name. It's going to be called, um, oh, I need to double check the exact wording. Um, it is going to be called Women's Time Trial Racing Series presented by Herd Racing. It's awfully dull which is a shame, but I understand why we've done it. It, it, it is awfully <laughs> dull. Um, I, I decided not to be clever with the name, um, really just because I thought the, um, the attendance levels were going to be relatively low. 
and I wanted everyone That's to know. That's not a massive barrier to entry for people finding the actual event. Exactly. Um, I, w- I wanted people to actually know what the event was so they could make their own decision as to whether or not they joined it, rather than having to find that find out by um, some racing group they may or may not be a part of, saying this is a women's only TT event, come and join, whereas everyone will be able to see instantly what it actually is. On to our last agenda point, um, which we'll start with laughter because we've edited something out there. Uh, we, uh, for various reasons that people in the know will become clear, we are we are changing this segment, let's put it that way, and we're going to celebrate Heroes of the Week. So people within the herd or onto the scene that we think are particularly cool, we want to praise. So does it, who wants to kick us off here? I thought this was Fish of the Week. <laughs> it, it was Fish of the Week because I can't type and Becca is a pedant. Um, I'm going to go with um, Galloping Mavericks and the Pacing Palominos for their fantastic wins in the Team Time Trial and ZRL this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Ben Poynton slash the Quackers uh, again, TTT this week. Um, uh, as, as discussed, I think previously, this is up my favourite ever climb on Swift, the Com Reverse, mm-hmm. uh, Hilly Reverse, and I got dropped by about eleven seconds. And bless them, they all waited up for me, uh, and we continued and we smashed it around, and then I made it to the end. But yeah, that was a hot pace at the start. Beautifully DS'd by Ben, and great riding with everyone. So I'm actually going to go outside of Swift, um, as people who listen will know. Uh, I, I just got back from. Uh, from a trip to is redacted uh so last weekend uh a guy who i know just in the very lightest of passing uh on facebook um helped me get set up with a, with a rental bike and go out for a uh a, a group bike ride up a fairly nice mountain and uh at the top we uh we, we waited a little bit and uh actually met Israel Startup Nation. They all showed up, the World Tour team, the Continental team, and their developmental team all, and Sylvan Adams. And uh, anyway, the, there being a lot of writers from Israel and Canada on ISN, um, yeah, I, I thought this was really cool. I rode up there, and it's the, the ride we made was about 900 meters of climbing uh, with uh, an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old who are absolutely insane. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I had a really great time. And uh, yeah, so my buddy Nier, who will never hear this, is uh, yeah my hero for the week. How about you, Becca? Well, I'm just going to say, while, I'm, while I can, I'll shout out to uh, Team Marmot, who disp- they've been put in A1 this uh, season. And uh, we have one A-plus rider compared to uh, everybody else's um, handful. And um, basically every week is a little bit of a slaughter fest, but everybody turns up, they're cheerful, they have a laugh on Discord. And uh, yeah, though last season we pretty much won our division and uh, this season we're fighting uh, a few places from the bottom. Um, that's what herd is all about. So uh, yes, they're my heroes. They keep turning up no matter how much they do actually whine at them. Well, well done, Team Marmot. No, that sounds fantastic and great one to finish on. So, thanks, everyone. I will say good night. Good night, everyone. Good night.